You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Weekend baseball, in my opinion, is the best baseball. Welcome to BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me as always, the one and only, the man behind it all. He is Ryan Horvath. How you doing, brother? Cody, I'm great. Like you said, excited for some weekend baseball. The weather warming up here so I can watch some games outside. I got my TV set up, so I'm excited for the weekend, man. Hopefully we uh, pick some winners. We got some good ones today. We got a lot of picks for this weekend. A lot of good series that I'm excited for. I cannot wait to talk about them. Uh, Not to mention, we're going to start the show a little differently. We're just going to talk about what we've learned thus far in Major League Baseball. It's only what? We're going into week, what, three coming up? Week four? It's very, very early in the season. It would be the full month of the season, but obviously with the late start to the season and this being the final day of April, I believe, or is tomorrow the final day of April? I I can't tell anymore. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great question. I have no idea. I know that the first is coming up soon because that's when I have to pay all my bills and I have to pay for $350 worth of parking just to go to work. But I'm not going to complain about that here on the BetMGM MLB podcast, which is powered by BetQL, of course. $350, Cody, to go to work and park in a parking garage. Well, that's lovely. I'm so glad that's covered by by the company. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways. Hey, I found a hack, though, so check this out. BetMGM. Shout out to BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, because here's what they let me do. So we work right down the street from Nats Park. So what I do is if I just go in there and talk to any of the guys, the manager there, all great guys, talk to Robbie, I just say, hey, man, I'm going to park my car because they have parking there and they'll validate it. So what I'm probably going to do is I'm not going to park at Odyssey anymore. I'm actually going to park at MGM every single day, place a small little bet, even if it's like a Wednesday, you know, and. I'll do a little small home run prop, even if I have nothing. They'll validate my parking. So actually, let me shout out the fine folks over at uh, BetMGM who uh, have been helping me out. I love it. I absolutely love it. We're going to be talking all about these games coming up, and there are some serious rivalry games coming up. We've got Mets and Phillies. We got, I mean, we got the classic rivalry that is the Arizona Diamondbacks and St. Louis Cardinals. But, of course, we do get Cubs Brewers for those fans in the Midwest. Lots of good baseball ahead of us. But first things first, let's talk about what we've learned thus far. Um, And we'll start with you because there is something you've learned, and I've learned something very similar. Okay, so I'm going to get into the thing that we talked about off the pod. But first, let me start with something that I've learned, my favorite bet in Major League Baseball. We talked about the home run props. I have not had good luck with the home run props. The K props, I've been like... 60-40, 60-40, I'm hitting 60% this year, so I remain a big fan of the strikeout props, especially when Dylan Cease is on the mound. But my new favorite bet, and I only try to pick these spots like twice a week, I gave out one last week, are the no runs in the first inning. 
And what I've learned is if you just target certain guys, circle certain guys, you could have pretty good success with this bet. Now, I wouldn't do it in you know three, four games per day, but Frankie Montez is on the mountain. I know we're going to preview that game coming up a little bit later on. But he's 37-10 and 10 to the no run in the first inning since 2020, 21-3 at home. 3-1 and one against the Guardians, who he's going to face today. So the no runs in the first inning have become my favorite thing, man. Even better, I like those more than I like the first five unders because you sit there, you watch one inning of baseball, and you get yourself paid. The other thing I learned, you know, last year when the Cubs sold off all their parts at the deadline, I made up something on the show called Operation Fade the Cubs because it was such a terrible brand of, bas uh, of baseball uh, that they were throwing on the field. You know, that lineup didn't know any of those guys. So we were fading them pretty much every single night, regardless of the price on the run line. This year, the Cubs, they've been competitive at times. So the new team in the NL Central, it's not the Pittsburgh Pirates, it's the Cincinnati Reds. They're 3-16. and 16. So if you've bet against the Reds 19 times this season, you've made profit 16 of those times. You could go with against the run line. Yesterday was the first time all season, Cody, I actually bet the Reds. I thought it was a favorable matchup with Malley on the mound going against the Padres on getaway day. And they were actually small favorites. It was pretty much a pick em. They closed at minus 110. The Padres were plus 108, I believe. And the Reds lose that game 7-5. to five. So I keep saying on the show, we can't just keep betting against the Reds. It can't be this easy. They're a Major League Baseball club. I love Joey Votto, but that is a terrible team. I'm not even overreacting. That might be the worst team in baseball history, man. They're awful. Keep fading the Cincinnati Reds. 3-16 and 16 this year. I'm going to take it a step further. And this is what I've learned. And it's not just the Reds. In fact, it's not just the NL Central, which has been the worst division in Major League Baseball by far. Yes. In that, there are five teams in the NL Central, and four of them are below 500. I'm sorry, the AL Central. The NL Central, you have three of those teams below 500, which means in the right. Central of all of Major League Baseball, you have 10 teams. There are three above 500. I'm not fading the Reds. I'm fading middle America, ladies and gentlemen, the entire center of the United States, with the exception of basically not even three teams, really two teams, because I'm still a little hesitant to believe the Brewers are really pulling it together right now. That offense scares me. Yeah, the pitching is phenomenal, but that offense still does not feel comfortable to me, especially when you have an offense in the division that is better, like the St. Louis Cardinals. And I would even say the Cubs might even have a better offense than them. And that's something I did not expect myself to say three weeks ago. Yeah, the Central's been terrible, especially the AL Central. My goodness, look at these records. I mean, yeah, we talked about the Reds in the NL Central being 3-16, and 16, but above that, you got the Pirates at 8-11 and 11 actually putting together a competitive team at the moment. At the moment, I do want to say, not for the whole season. But right now, 8-11, I didn't think the, I didn't think the Pirates are going to win eight games by July. So I got to call this an absolute win for Pittsburgh. Then you got the Cubs, also 8-11, and 11, which is right exactly around where I expected them to be right now. And the Cardinals are actually playing a lot better than I expected. I expected their yeah. pitching to not be good enough, but their offense has just been so good, and their pitching has done a pretty good job. A guy that I was fading early on was Miles Michaelis, and Miles has looked really, really good thus far. Um, but also on yeah. top of that, I mean, just look at the AL. I mean, the AL Central, this is just... This is a dumpster fire at the moment. You you got the Royals currently at seven and ten. The White Sox, who should have you know of only you should have lost maybe five games thus far, are currently right. sitting at seven and eleven. Even with their injuries, uh, the Guardians seven and twelve. The Tigers, who are a good baseball team, are six and twelve. 
the Central is bad at the moment. And I will think, I do think that a few of these teams will turn it around. Like the Tigers are going to do just fine. The White Sox are going to win a ton of games this year. It's going to be fine, and it is early. Still, again, it's April. We're not even May yet. And by the way, it's also a condensed April because we also miss a week and a half of the season to start the year. So, is there panic? No, there shouldn't be, but you know on the south side everybody's panicking like crazy, even though they shouldn't. Really, what they should do is just pump the brakes, realize it's going to be a long season, but for this next week, I'm fading the Central, baby! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I am actually one of those people, and I'm a Cubs fan, but I do have a couple tickets on the Chicago White Sox, and I laid the really chalky price, minus 190. There was a minus 200 out there at one point for them to win the AL Central, and I was like, I don't care because this team's going to win 100 games this year. Nothing's holding them back. The injuries concern me. You know, La Russa concerns me at times, but I think they're going to be fine. I hope they're going to be fine. That's the bet that I've made that worries me the most, man. My Angels look great. I've already burned the Phillies ticket in my mind. I mean, it's still open, but the Mets, Mets could win the World Series. We'll talk about them later. Hey, one thing that I've noticed, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, because you know what I've been doing? Uh, I mentioned how I've been playing the no runs in the first inning once or twice per week. Another thing I've been doing is live betting unders rather than playing full game unders pre-flop. And first five unders have actually been costing me a little bit. So let's talk about where the offense is when in Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about the ba actual baseball here in a second. But if you bet $100 on every closing line under this season in Major League Baseball, you'd be plus 16% return on investment and up about $3,800 in three weeks of baseball just betting unders. But first fives are actually down this year like if you blindly bet the first five first five unders all season you would be down money this year you'd be negative 3.8 percent return on investment and that's because for some reason totals have totally died down after the fifth inning nobody could hit anybody's bullpen this season there's been 237 games played i believe in major league baseball something like that maybe a couple more since i looked at this and the run distributions are down more than ever. So what is it, man? Is it just the dead baseball? And then the other thing is we're seeing guys get hit. Pete Alonzo, I've seen him get hit in the head twice already this year. Um, who was it? Chris Bassett that just talked about this the other day about the baseballs. Like they're hard to throw. Guys are getting hit. So let's start with the lack of offense and then kind of go into these guys getting hit. What's going on with the baseball and what do they need to do to fix this? Because it's very noticeable. We all know what's going down. Uh, what's Major League Baseball going to do about this? Well, one, they need to get some consistency with the ball itself. Two, there yeah. needs to be transparency with the ball itself, which has been a massive problem on Major League Baseball's end. The, the lack of transparency over this is really making a potential non-issue a massive issue. You know, just ignoring and pretending there isn't a problem in itself is a massive, massive problem. So, yeah, what do they need to do? They need to get some consistency, consistency with the baseballs. They honestly need to work with the players' union, both the hitters and the pitchers, to find a comfortable medium with the ball that can work for the pitchers, that has the right around of, amount of tackiness that they can control the baseball, but is also lively enough that, as I've heard Will Middlebrooks describe it, it's like hitting a roll of socks at the moment. Like, that's yeah. not a good description of a major league baseball um, especially when you're a league that really wants to produce more offense to get a little more excitement in the game. Uh, th this has been a very odd thing. And you, we saw last year you Darvish bring back a Japanese baseball to some of his teammates that has a little natural tackiness to it, and they love it. And keep in mind, whether guys are getting hit on purpose or not, you know, we mentioned the Mets are getting hit a lot. Pete Alonso in the head twice. Now, that is not a good look, but I have to believe they're not headhunting these guys and these were accidents. Right. But if you keep getting hit in the head, 
Your team's going to react. Someone's going to throw at somebody, which we saw the other day. So really, we just have a whole brawl that took place. Guys are getting suspended. Guys can get seriously hurt. And it's all based off of basically bad baseballs at the very root of the very small... It's like the seed of the problem. Is the fight, Did the fight happen because of the baseballs? No. But it's the first seed that was planted, and now it just grew into this ridiculous tree of a fight that we had the other day. Exactly. And we've seen this all season long. We saw this a couple weeks back in the Cubs-Brewers series, actually, where the Cubs have been hit you know, so many times by the Brewers. But the Brewers have actually been hit by the Cubs pretty much just as many times here the last six, seven years. And then there's the retaliation, which I don't always love because like we see it, you know, like pitchers, it's hard enough right now to throw strikes. I don't really like guys intentionally hitting guys because that ball slips, you hit somebody in the head. You know, we've seen some serious stuff like Chris Bryant a couple of years ago, like he wasn't the same for an entire year. Um, but going back to it, man, so unders this year, if you're just betting unders, 222, 152, they're hitting at a 59% clip right now. The best team, if you just bet Guardians unders, they're seven and five. The Reds seven five and one in their last thirteen. So the Guardians and the Reds, if you're just betting unders on those two teams, you've been in the money, man. But 222, 152, and 20 pushes, so a 59% run for unders in Major League Baseball. Not a whole lot of offense right now, so we'll see what happens there. My personal favorite thing that I've been playing lately has been, well, one, I love prop bets. Obviously, I've never been quiet how much I love strikeout props. I'm not he, I'm not very big on home run props, but I will freely admit the most fun prop to play is a home run prop because you do not know joy and excitement until you hit a home run prop at plus 590. Trust me, it's the greatest feeling in the world, and you feel like Nostradamus because Really, you didn't predict it. It is borderline chaos theory, and you just happen to land on the right dot. But it's so much fun. I Honestly, this is how I always equate home run props. I always equate them to like a craps table. You know, craps is a game that's very evenly matched between the house and the player. But the field, when you're throwing it out, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out for a hard four, you know, like throwing out yeah. $1. That's what a home run prop is. You're throwing out a hard four. It's not likely it's going to hit, but when it does, man, are you having a great day. That's why I do enjoy home run props. I love telling people not to take them, and then I tell them to take three of them. But my favorite yeah. prop to take is, believe it or not, total bases. Total bases, I feel like a lot, I mean, a lot of books just give it away because the lines are very strange with total bases and they're usually, they're usually hit. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite bet. If we, uh, we did the podcast last Friday and it was Nick Castellanos, it was over one and a half total bases and he doubles in his second at bat and it's like, boom, bet one. And you look at, because there's so much information there, you know, you have obviously, uh, career matchup against said pitcher, pitcher's matchup against said hitter, if you're looking at the strikeout props. So that's why I do like the props a lot. Uh, love them. And then I completely agree with you on the home run prop. Like when you hit them, they're great. It's like going to the horse races and picking an outright horse and you pick the underdog with the crazy odds and he actually wins the race and you feel like a genius. Like Juan Soto, like opening week, he was plus 350, plus 400. I was getting four to one odds on him and Homer. I think he was, at the time, I thought he was going to be the NL MVP on a really bad team. He homers. I hit that bet. I give it out. I feel really good about it. I go back to the well a week later, and now all of a sudden Juan Soto's hitting like 180 because there's no protection in that lineup, and they're just pitching him around, pitching around him. So he never even sees he never sees anything. So th that's the hard part is just picking guys to homer. But I love the strikeout props and total bases is the way to go, man. I've been playing those quite a bit. 
Yeah, guys, we're going to talk about all these props and bets when we come right back here on BetMGM Emily Podcast, powered by BetQL. We're going to talk about the AL side of the weekend, and there is a matchup taking place on Friday night that is basically a heavyweight title contender. Oh, my God, I cannot wait to see these two go at it. And we're going to talk about it right here on BetMGM Emily Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. It's Ryan Horvat. It's Cody Decker. We're back with the Friday edition. Looking forward to the weekend, especially as we hit on the uh, AL series, the AL betting cycle, as we call this segment. Take a look and preview every series in the American League. There's one that really stands out. But before we get to that one, let's knock out some of these that we could be pretty quick with. Red Sox taking on the Orioles. I'll tell you this, man. I bet the Orioles a couple times this season. Orioles unders were cashing at a ridiculous rate. Then again, we just gave out that trend in the opening segment. All unders are cashing at a ridiculous rate, 60% right now on the season. Uh, Baltimore tonight, though. Going against Boston. Do you see this being a series where Boston could really get themselves right? Because as of right now, in that division, they're four games below 500. They're just eight and 12. Baltimore six and 13. But Boston's on the road. I love those Baltimore crowds. Uh, what do you think? Is Bradish takes the ball tonight for the Orioles? Not going to lie. Don't know who that is. He goes against 55-year-old Rich Hill. If anything, I'm going to be playing Boston in this series to kind of get themselves right. Your thoughts? Yeah, and also, you know, the the, the Red Sox offense has been really poor as of late, which is why I'm yep. a little surprised by this line because you can currently get the Red Sox on the money line against the Orioles on the road at minus 130. That's right yep. on that edge, and I was not expecting to see that money line that close. So since it's that close, I'm going to jump on that. I'm, I'm going to stay away from the run line, even though the run line is probably a little more attractive, but I want to wait and see what the Red Sox offense does on the first game of this series. However, yeah, this should be the series the Red Sox get right, but I'm definitely jumping on that minus 130 uh, money line. Yeah, I'm not really high on Boston this year. Obviously not high on Baltimore. If anything, you I know, fade Baltimore. I would be inclined to take the over, but I mean it's currently set at eight. But dude, they are just—they have been so bad offensively lately that I just can't even do it, even against a pitcher that I've never heard of on the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, one of their prospects. I mean, I just—you know—yeah, I'm with you. Uh, how about this series? The Angels, the White Sox—they have to get themselves right this week. They're going to go with Lucas Giolito and his 113 ERA. My guy, Noah Syndergaard, so here's an under special for me. Probably a first five under because I don't trust Chicago's bullpen right now. Mm -hmm. uh, give me, and then we got Thor on the mound tonight. 2-0 this season with yep. a 2 one 2 He's looked really good. That's what makes me feel good about the Angels, man. He just needs to stay healthy for an entire 162-game season, make 20 starts, and I'll be really happy with what we're getting from him. The Angels, 13-7 and this season. Chicago at home, just 7-11. and Struggling right now. They're all beat up. Uh, thoughts on this game. For me, I'm going to stay away um, because I don't trust Chicago right now. I was on them yesterday. They let me down. I was on the under. I got a push there. And the Angels have been making me money. Need them to win the division. Need them to win 85 games. So this is one I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. Your thoughts on this pitching matchup in the series. One, this is the game I'm most excited for. You got Lucas Giolito and a healthy Noah Syndergaard. Man, I cannot wait. I love your pick on the first five under, obviously. I dig that yeah. pick. I'm all over it. Um, however, I am going to go ahead, and I'm a little surprised by this. Based on how the White Sox have been playing lately and how the Angels have been playing lately, this is a little surprising. 
because um, I really, really wanted to take the Chicago White Sox tonight because Lucas Giolito, my guy on the mound, I never want to fade him, but I don't love that bullpen at the moment. Hendricks a little banged up. A lot of things to be a little shaky at the moment on the south side. They're going to be fine, but right now, the fact that I can get this Angels team with plus money, the way they've been playing baseball, you can currently get them at plus 110. It's literally the line got me to change my decision. I, I wanted to pick the White Sox. I literally did, but the price on the Angels was so good that I could not take the White Sox. And that's one of the very few times I've ever been convinced to change my mind based on a line. And I'm, when I say change my mind, I've changed my mind plenty of times going like, eh, maybe this pick, ah, not enough value. No, this was literally, I'm changing my mind on who's going to win. That's how much I like that plus 100 on the uh, Angels side. Yeah, I'll take the plus money on the Angels against the White Sox. I need the White Sox to get themselves right. This might not be the best weekend to do so. All right. Uh, another series we could kind of blow through, but I do have a pick, probably my favorite pick of the day. So I kind of gave this one out in the opening segment. It's a trend I've been following. You got the Guardians, 7-12 and 12 this season. On the road, taking on the A's, who have been a pleasant surprise, man. The A's, a game above 500. They're sitting there at 10-9 and nine this season. And Montez is on the mound against Savali tonight. Savali, a rough start to the season. 9-5-8 ERA, he's 0-2. Montez, 2-2, two and two, up and down with a 3-2-8 ERA. Uh, so my bet in this game, I'm going to go with no runs in the first inning. Now, the problem is this has been juiced all the way to minus 141, but I'm fine with that because Montez, 37-10, no runs in the first inning since 2020. 47 starts, 37 of these have cashed on his end. He's 21-3 at three and home in this same span. He's 3-1 and one against the Guardians. You look at the top of the order tonight, Montez, uh, Miles Straw, 0 for 7 in his career against Montez. Rosario, 1 for 5. Jose Ramirez, just 4 for 13. And then you have Savali, who, like I said, he's been up and down this season, man, but no runs in the first inning this season so far. 2 and 1. And then last year, uh, since last year, I'm sorry, since 2020, 24 and 12. You have Oakland, who, although they're a good surprise, one of the worst hitting teams in Major League Baseball, tied for 24th in home runs. Um, 23rd ranked first inning batting average at 191 and they're actually worse at home 174 they hit as a team in the first inning so give me no runs in the first inning between the guardians and the a's just one inning you cash the bet you could do what you want with the rest of the night that's my favorite bet your thoughts on this series i don't really have strong feelings on the series i don't either but social media is why i have strong feelings on this series and i'll tell you why because the other day i saw a tweet about the Chicago White Sox, where everyone was panicking, like, this team's terrible, why are they playing so bad, yada, 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 yada. And then on the same tweet, I saw on the same tweet, just underneath it, was about the Guardians who were winning their game that particular day and saying, oh, my God, are we wrong? Are the Guardians good? Okay. Yeah. Now I want everyone to look at each other and look at their, their records, which are identical. One team had no expectations, and, oh, my God, they're great. The other had the expectations through the roof, and they're playing exactly the same. Oh, my God, they're terrible. Listen, the Guardians are not that bad, and they're on the road, and they're getting plus money against the A's. Yeah, I'll take the plus 130 on the money line. No question about it. The Guardians actually can play a little bit. And Savaldi on the hill? I'm taking it. All right, so you talked about the AL Central and how it's kind of a dumpster fire. You have the Tigers. They're 6-12 and 12 this season. We get an interleague matchup. Uh, not a great matchup for them as they hit the road to take on the Dodgers, who are 12-6. and six. So I have no interest really in tonight's game. But what caught my eye was looking at the look-ahead prices for the weekend pitching matchups. On Saturday, Clayton Kershaw scheduled to go against 
Is it Brisky? Brisky? I don't know who this is for the Tigers. He's got a 540 ERA. He's 0-1 this season. But anyway, Kershaw's been great. He's 3-0. He's got a 2.65 ERA. He had the perfect game going through the seventh that we talked about a couple weeks back. He's been awesome, and he's at home. But the Dodgers on the look-ahead, minus 400. $4 you have to lay just to win one. If anything, man, I would have to take the Tigers at plus 300 and hope that Kershaw has a stinker. Hope that maybe he's got, like, I don't hope for back tightness or anything like that, but maybe he only lasts, like, three or four innings. How do you lay minus 400 in a regular season baseball game? I for me, know. it would be the Dodgers or nothing in this series, by the way. Like, Detroit, a letdown so far. It's the Dodgers. It's that lineup. But minus 400, that's ridiculous. I think Detroit's going to be perfectly fine, but right now, minus 400 for the dot. That is absolutely absurd. But that's but what's funny is that that's what it is on the weekend. Friday night, I mean, you can get the Dodgers on the run line at minus 120, and I guess they're just fading the Dodgers a slight amount because they got Anderson on the, on the hill rather than uh, – rather than one of their actual, you know, guys like a Kershaw. So I think that's a very odd choice to only give the Dodgers minus uh, 120 on the run line. I think that is definitely worth grabbing because they're going to beat the Tigers by 10. Yeah, yeah, I really think, like, that's a game where you tune in into the third inning and it's 10 nothing. Yes. Uh, this series we could also be pretty quick with. Actually, you know what, these two teams, so Minnesota, the surprise of the AL Central, Buxton looking like an MVP candidate, 11-8 mm-hmm. uh, and this season. You got Tampa Bay 11-8 and this season. So last year the trend for me was fade Dylan Bundy. This season, 3-0, ERA, 0-5-9. What the hell's going on there? I can't fade him any longer. And he's going against Kluber, an all-time fade favorite of Ryan Horvat, who's been all right this year. 0-1, 3-5-8 ERA. I, uh, in this series, I actually like Minnesota's hot right now. Yeah. Minnesota's playing good baseball. I need Tampa Bay to start losing some games. They had a good week. They're not going to. I need them, yes, yes. I need them not to win 90 games this season. It's probably going to happen. But, um, man, plus 114, that's where I saw the Twins last. The Rays' slight favorites, about minus 134, minus 135. I'm not going to bet this series. Like I said, I was fading Dylan Bundy a lot. He's looked great this year. Mm-hmm. Let me, this is a stay-away series because, both, like you said, Twins are hot right now. They're looking pretty good. And the Tampa Bay Rays playing like the Tampa Bay Rays. And I want to see game one before I can honestly say where this is going to go going forward. The Rays are going to win 95 games. I don't know why you... I don't know how you convinced yourself that an under 90 ticket was worth it for the Rays. Never going to happen in Tampa. And, that, and you know, they are playing in Tampa, which is not much of a home field advantage. Kluber on the mound. This is a stay-away game for me. I don't like the value on the money line. It's minus 130 on the Rays at the moment. That's not a ton of value for that, and it's and they're definitely not looking to win this game by three-plus runs. So I'm going to stay away from this game and watch this series because, honest to God, this series is going to affect how I gamble on both these teams going forward. All right, the best series of the weekend. That's why I saved this one for last. The Toronto Blue Jays, who enter this series in pretty good form, right? Like, I'm feeling pretty good about the Blue Jays. They took two or three from Boston last week. Um, and they got Kikuchi on the mound, so they're going with the lefty. Three starts this season, 0-1, 3.75 ERA and 12 innings pitch. One start against Houston, though. He gave up two earned runs over three and two-thirds. That game was the Blue Jays' uh, one loss to Houston only this season. He took the loss. He goes tonight, so we get the Houston Astros 10-9 this season against my Toronto Blue Jays, six games above 500, 13-7. And uh, the Blue Jays, minus 120 favorites. Man, I might have to play the Astros if we're getting plus money with them. 
They need this one. Quady on the mound tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts just on this series? It's going to be the best series of the weekend, in my opinion. It's a serious series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade the Astros a little bit on it, though. I do like that minus 120 line on the money line. But here's the thing. I'm actually kind of blown away because I'm a run line guy. You know me. I love living on the run line. This weekend, we got some seriously good baseball on the AL side. A lot of money line matchups that are, are worth looking at. These, these odds are looking to leave, and I'm looking really forward to this weekend. But, yeah, this series... I, I'm, I'm looking for the Blue Jays to take two out of this series. I think they can, and I think they should. And if they do, it's a statement to the rest of the AL. Yeah, I love this Blue Jays team. We'll see what happens this weekend. Should be a good series. We'll take a quick break. When we wrap up the podcast, we'll do it with the NL betting cycle. We'll take a look at all the games, all the series in the National League coming up this weekend. Cody Decker, myself, Ryan Horvath. It's the BetMGM MLB podcast, and we're powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Give, uh, download the BetQL app. Always giving you five-star plays. Maybe you're going back and forth with the Major League Baseball game. Should you go with Kershaw as a minus 400 favorite on Saturday? See what BetQL has to say about it. They make that a five-star play. I just I can't lay minus 400 with anybody. Uh, let's talk some National League. If you missed our American League segment, go back and rewind the podcast. Leave us a nice little review, five stars, all that fun stuff. National League, all right, let's start with this one. The Padres taking on the Pirates. Darvish on the mound. Since the last time we did this pod, the ERA's come down a little bit. Darvish sitting there 1-1 one one on the season, 4-4-3 ERA, going against Thompson. 0-2 oh on the year, ERA over 10. Uh... Here's a spot where I'm going to play the Padres, and I'm going to do it on the run line. Did it a couple weeks ago, or last week, I should say, against the Reds. I like this Padres team. Going to like them a lot more when they're fully healthy. Trent Grisham finally starting to come around a little bit just because he was hitting like 102 in the leadoff spot a couple weeks back. Uh, and Darvish is on the mound. I think Darvish is going to be fine this season. Give me the Padres tonight on the uh, run line. Not going to do anything with the money line. Your thoughts on this series? They should beat up on the Pirates, even though, like you said, the Pirates have been a decent surprise in the NL Central, a.k.a. not as bad as the Reds. Absolutely. Listen, they are playing better than we thought, but the Padres are hot. They're swinging it hot. Eric Hosmer off to a hot start on the year, in fact, which is definitely shutting up a lot of Padre fans that have been calling for his head since that contract was signed. Um, listen, you can currently get them, the Padres, on the run, on the money line at uh, minus 190, which is absolutely no value. But... The run line is looking a little attractive to me, especially with you, Darvish, on the mound in Pittsburgh. Come on, minus 105. I'm shocked that it's that low. I will jump all over that. Absolutely. The biggest series of the week for me, even though it's early in the season, the Phillies, man, if they could steal a couple this weekend from the Mets, that'd be huge. Did play the Phillies just because the price was plus 300 with that lineup uh, to win the division, as everybody knows by now. But the Phillies, 10-10 and 10 this season. All right, decent week for them. They're back at 500. Problem is they go on the road to take on the Mets, and I tweeted out the other day, and I said this on the show, Mets might win the World Series, man. Imagine if they get a fully healthy Jake DeGrom back in July and in August, because right now, offensively, they're a nightmare. The rotation has been solid. They're 14-6 and six this season. They're going against Aaron Nola, who's 1-2 this season with a 3-7-4 ERA. I've been back in the Mets. I, I want the Phillies, so I can't bet the Mets this series. I need the Phillies to steal a couple of these. 
but the Mets are only minus 124 favorites at home, and I feel like I have to take them. I feel like they might beat up on the Phillies this weekend, and I have a bad feeling for Philadelphia. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I think the Phillies are going to be okay. Like you mentioned, they're 10-10, and 10, and I need everyone to, once again, especially if you're a Philly fan, if you're a fan of a team in the Midwest like the Chicago White Sox, everybody pump the brakes again, again, again. It's very, very early in the season. It's, you know, like you just said 10-10. and 10. That's 20 games in a 162-game season. Right now, I'm fading the Phillies at the moment, and it's not necessarily entirely because the Phillies have been laying in the weeds a little bit. It's because this Mets team is the only team that I I truly think that is in Major League Baseball that's going to give the Dodgers a serious run for their money. This Mets team is frightening, and they do not want to stop. They are not going to go away, and they're only going to get better. Because like you mentioned, Jacob deGrom will come back. We've been without Jacob deGrom, and this team is almost to 20 wins. Yeah, so here's one where we've seen some line movement as far as game one of this series. I've been on the Marlins all season long. I think I love Jazz, man. I love that rotation. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. You know, and other than Rodgers, who struggled a little bit, everybody's been great in that rotation. I really like this Marlins team. They're now 10-8 and eight this season. They're at home this weekend against the Mariners, who we also really like. They're 11-8 and eight this season. Brash goes against Hernandez, so we get two righties. I don't really have a strong lean or feeling on this series, man. I feel like both teams, I don't know. I don't really, you know... I, I don't have a I don't even have a lean in this one. I don't want to bet against the Marlins, I guess is what I'm saying. And I don't want to bet against the Mariners is what I'm saying. So I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy this one. Your thoughts is there's been some line movement. The Mariners opened around minus one thirty. Last I saw minus one fourteen favorites on the road against the Marlins. This is a tricky game for me because the yeah. Marlins are really kind of showing so much more than I was expecting this part of the season. So this is a stay away game for me. This is actually like I mentioned yeah. before, what about the Rays uh, the Rays series against the Twins? This is kind of a game and matchup series that's going to dictate how I look at these teams gambling going forward. So this is actually a huge weekend, but this might be a stay away series for me. Not unlike not unlike the previous series we just talked about, the Mets and the Phillies. That's not a stay away series. In fact, I might be living on the Mets this weekend all weekend yep. long on the run line. I, I That's how confident I am on the Mets right now. And you can get some actual value with them on the run line. As for this game, yeah, stay away. Mariners are real. Marlins might be real right now, and that's what this weekend's going to show me because I think the Mariners are a legit, legit team. Yeah, and I don't like betting against the Marlins, man. Cooper, uh, Zeus in that lineup, Jazz. Jazz might be my favorite player. I love Jazz. Baseball. I love Jazz. Wow, he's so much fun. All right, uh, we could be quick with this one. The Braves kind of got themselves right a little bit this week because they got the Cubs. Uh, they knocked around Stroman the other night. They're 9-11 this season. They hit the road to take on the Rangers, who finally pick up a couple wins, but they're still sitting there at 6-13. and uh, For me, I'll be looking to play the Braves this weekend, actually, man, especially if we're getting small little prices where they're minus 132 favorites. I know the Rangers have been playing better baseball. I know that they're super talented. They made all those offseason pickups, and it didn't really work out to start the season. But um, I think Atlanta's going to get themselves right here the next couple weeks. They get Ronald Acuna back. Uh, they're finally getting healthy. And you saw how they brought him back. They FaceTimed him at like 1 a.m. What a great story. I think they're going to get themselves right this weekend. So if we're getting prices around minus 132, give me, uh, give me the Braves, man, with Anderson on the bump tonight. Give me the Braves all weekend long on the run line. Ronald Acuna Jr., he might not even get a hit all weekend long, and that's not the thing I care about. His presence in the lineup alone, this team's going to score a ton of runs in Texas this weekend. So usually this is a big weekend for me, man. I'd be at the ballpark, I'd have buddies over, but uh, this series has kind of uh, it's kind of lost its luster for me. The Cubs, 8-11 this season. They hit the road to take on Milwaukee. 
13 and 7. The Brewers are going to send Adrian Hauser, the puker, on the bump. I feel like every third start, he just like starts vomiting on the mound. Then he goes five scoreless. He's going against Kyle Hendricks, who my thing with Hendricks, bet Hendricks one night and one start. He has a good start, goes seven innings, gives up three hits, one earned run. Fade him in the next start because you know he's going to throw 88. He's going to get knocked around. He's 1-1 one one this season with a 3-9 ERA, but he's very inconsistent. I love him. I always will love Kyle Hendricks, but he goes against Hauser 1-2 this season, 3-5-2 ERA. I got to be honest, man, if I'm getting the Brewers priced around minus 144, minus 145, $1.45, I will be playing the Brewers on the run line plus 150. Here's the problem with the Brewers. We said this on Monday when we did the podcast. They really struggle to score runs. I love that rotation. I like the bullpen. I like Hader as the closer. I like Craig Council, but man, they struggle to score. They're a tough watch sometimes, but the Brewers are going to beat up on the Cubs this weekend, man. Bet the Brewers every game. Yep. I'm going to agree with you to a point in that I'm definitely going to be fading the Cubs on the weekend, but not on Friday night. I'm taking Liam. I'm taking, I'm taking Kyle Hendricks on the road underdog on the money line plus 120. I just got a feeling, man. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Yeah, he, I mean, look at the career numbers against the Brewers. So that, that okay, I'm with you there. If I'm back in the Cubs, it would only be with Hendricks on the mound against the Brewers. We saw it already this season. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but other I than, stuck on a feeling. There you go. He's going go. to do it, man. He's going to crush. I, I, I truly, I have a good feeling about Friday night's game, but for the rest of the series, yeah, fading the living hell out of the Cubs. Yeah, you got Steele going against Lauer, I believe, on Saturday. And then Sunday's pitching matchup would be Marcus Stroman against Corbin Burns. Yeah. No numbers for that. Give me a, you know, I think I do think Stroman will have a nice bounce back start. Do I? I know Corbin Burns is going to light the Cubs up. The first five under is probably going to be four and a half. Just go under and get yourself a Corbin Burns strikeout prop. It's probably going to be seven and a half, and it's probably going to be juiced against the Cubs. He's going to have 10 strikeouts by the sixth inning. So. Go with Corbin Burns strikeouts in the first five under. All right, wrapping this up in the National League. Um, the Diamondbacks take on the Cardinals this weekend, and it's Mad Bum Night. 0-1 this season with an ERA exactly at 1. He goes against Adam Wainwright, 2-2 two two this season, 386 ERA. I will be back in the Cardinals. I'll be playing the team total runs. They can score a bunch of runs. It's the Diamondbacks, man. The only game I won't fade the Diamondbacks, you know how I feel about Mad Bum. I don't bet against Mad Bum. I probably should. Um, especially with this with this St. Louis lineup. But it'll be the Cardinals or nothing for me this weekend in this series. Same, uh, but specifically with Mad Bum, I'm not expecting him to do well against this lineup. I really think this is a powerful right-handed dominant lineup. Goldschmidt's Arenado's alone just to face him. I don't like it at all. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and say that and take, uh, honestly, I'm going to take the uh, over tonight. Over seven on the gown. Even with Wainwright on the mound, I think he's going to put give up probably two. If the Diamondbacks can get their hands on two runs... I truly think the over is going to come in. So, from a betting standpoint, this is actually this next one's my favorite series of the weekend. I feel like we could clean up on this one because we get the Rockies at home at Coors, where they're a much better team. They're ten and nine this season overall, much better at Coors. They get the Reds, three and sixteen on the season. It is a Hunter Green night, so he's one and two this season, five two seven ERA. I guess that's like your bright spot is just like what do you have in some of these young arms. But give me the Rockies all weekend long, especially if they're only going to be minus 120 favorites, especially if they're plus 155 on the on the run line. And then these totals are still a little too inflated at course for me, man. 
Not going to play the under tonight, but 10.5 seems a little high. It will be the under for me, and it will be the Rockies all weekend long beating up on the Reds. They really are that bad, and Colorado's a solid team, especially yeah. at home. Yeah, they're not bad, yeah. like you mentioned, especially at home. I'm going to definitely stay away from the over-under this weekend a little bit because I think it's going to get a little lofty. Um, but, yeah, if you're if you're going to get it close to even on the money line with the Rockies in this series, if you can get any game against the Reds uh, close to even on the uh, money line, you got to take it. You just have to take it. I don't care who they're playing, Orioles, Pirates, anyone. If you can get close to even against the Reds, you got to take it. Yeah, you have to. They really are that bad. All right, last series. Um... We just saw it last weekend. The Nationals hit the road. They're going to take on the San Francisco Giants. The Nationals are a disaster. They're 6-15. and 15. Juan Soto, they're pitching around him. He's hitting 180-something, 190-something. Um, Josh Bell's been cleaning up if you do like those extra base hits or if you're looking at total bags or home run props. But uh, the Giants are minus 245 favorites with Alex Wood on the bump. I'm staying away. For me, it would be San Francisco or nothing. We thought maybe they'd fade away this year. Oh, no, they're 13-6. and six. They look just fine. And the Nationals are that bad. So it would be San Francisco or nothing, but not at that price. Yeah, and honestly, the only way you're going to get value on this team in any way, shape, or form during this weekend is going to be on the run line. And you can get them on Friday on the run line at minus 105. If I were to play this game, that's what I would play, but I'm not going to play this game. I'm going to hold off on this game. I'm just not getting enough value in this in these numbers. I would have liked that to be closer to, I don't know, maybe plus 105. I'd probably jump all over it. All right, so there it is, the BetMGM MLB podcast. Cody Decker, Ryan Horvath. Cody, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Decker6, and, of course, on Instagram, Antihero Baseball. Please check out all the shows that we're doing for the BetQL Network, like Bet for the Cycle, which is live on Saturdays, live gambling on all the games that are taking place on a Saturday afternoon. Check us out right here on the BetQL Network. Not to mention, like, share, and subscribe to the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Please leave us a five-star review. Share us with your friends. Post us on Twitter. All of the good, good stuff, guys. And, of course, check out my other show on 670 The Score in Chicago, down the line with Cody Decker. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on Monday. Ryan Horvath, Cody Decker, BetMGM Tonight is my show. You can catch us 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. Saturdays, I'm on the couch. Though. And right, I will see you tonight, by the way, on BetMGM Tonight. Oh, how about that? Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll be back on Monday. Beat it. Beat it.